Has anybody ever told you, man, you've lost your mind? And you look at them and you think, wait a minute. No, I haven't. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm thinking. Well, today I want to share with you an experience I had a few weeks ago that really drove home to me the importance of making good memories now before we get to the point in our ages where that memory is no longer available to us. So today on The Music Creators, we're going to talk about having the mind of Christ and keeping it. Welcome to The Music Creators, brought to you by the management agency, better known as TMA. The Music Creators is a podcast for faith-based indie artists who want to excel and become successful in the music business as touring artists or bands. And it's also a podcast for worship leaders and their team members who'd like a better understanding of the biblical basis for worship. You can't be successful in leading if you don't know how it all began and how the Bible provides a roadmap for great worship in today's church. Join us as we explore how these two courses intercept along the way. Now, here's your host, Gary Stripling. A few weeks ago, I was in the hospital for about five days and was being observed on the cardiac floor. During the first night, I, I kept hearing this loud screaming, loud yelling, and uh, I thought it was just an angry person across the hall from me. And then I would hear another person screaming at them and telling them to calm down and they couldn't get up out of their bed, etc. And then this was a woman. And then a little bit later, on the other side of her across the hall from me, I heard a man just giving somebody down in the country, as we say in the South. I mean, he was not a happy camper and started talking. You know, it was a general conversation, but come to find out it was a hallucination and uh, a family member would come in and say, no, daddy, you can't do that. Or no, daddy, she hasn't done that. I mean, he was just really irate. And so I talked to a nurse because, I mean, you know, there's no getting any rest in the hospital, but come on, screaming and yelling in the middle of the night just is a little bit too much. So I asked a nurse what was going on. And she told me that both of those patients were on this cardiac floor uh, because they did have some cardiac issues, but they were both senile. They were both early dementia patients and they were indeed losing their minds. And I thought, how sad is that? That is so sad because in the one instance, the gentleman was yelling about situations that irritated him that his secretary had done or a family member like a child had done to him in his earlier years. And that's all that came out was just anger, 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 anger. And then the woman who was also screaming and yelling, she was screaming and yelling about, you know, being tied down in bed, although she wasn't, she wasn't restrained, but she couldn't get up and leave. She didn't understand where she was. She didn't understand why her husband, who was there uh, at the foot of her bed trying to calm her down, why he wasn't taking her out and going home with her. Uh, and she was just totally confused, but very angry. And so both of these individuals had early dementia, and they were both angry, but they were angry at different things. One, the gentleman was having memories that were bringing up anger issues, and then the woman was having anger issues because she was stuck. She couldn't go home with her husband. Um, she didn't seem to be mad at anybody in particular or complaining about anybody in particular, but she just wanted to go home, and she was angry that he wouldn't take her. And so that got me to thinking, you know, it's it's very sad 
when we get to a point in our lives where the only memories that we retain could possibly be memories of, of bad things, of memories of, of um, disappointments, memories of, of things that caused us anger in our younger years. As I was laying there in my bed, I thought it is important for us at this age in our lives and younger, most of you are probably younger than me, to really try and establish good, positive memories with family members, with coworkers, with people around us, because you don't know that in your later years, God forbid something should happen to you like Alzheimer's or dementia, that what comes out of your stream of consciousness is something that's bad rather than good. And you don't want that because you want to have created enough good memories of your life rather than angry memories or bad memories. Now, this is totally unscientific. I have no idea if this is really the way it happens, but this is just my anecdotal evidence of what I've seen. My mother-in-law had uh, late-stage Alzheimer's and dementia, but before she lost the ability to speak, she, you know, she rambled a little bit, but she wasn't angry. And I remember toward the end of her life, she was here, uh, in Jacksonville, where we live, and I would go visit her, usually on a Sunday afternoon after church, and she wouldn't sit down, she wouldn't do anything, she was a walker, as they call them, a walker, and she just walked in big circles around the nurse's station in that lockdown unit where she was in the nursing home, and then when I would come and visit, she would look at me like, I think I'm supposed to know you, and uh, so I would go sit in the little living room area on a sofa, a little love seat, and she would come in there and I actually, I would take her hand and she would follow me in there and she would sit beside me and she would look at me. And after a few minutes, she would just gently lay her head down over on my shoulder. Now she couldn't talk. She couldn't make motions much with her hands. She was still very physically able for someone who was, you know, 81 years old, but she, uh, didn't have the mind to process what was going on around her. And yet I had made enough of a lasting memory for her that when I sat down beside her, she knew me. She would look at me like, I know you and you're a good guy. You're a good person. And she would lay her head gently over on my shoulder and would just be as calm as she could be. She'd lay her head down there and sit beside me. I would hold her hand and we would just sit there. You know, the TV was off. I don't like you know, that noise going on in the background. So it would be off and we'd just be sitting there and I'd, I'd just start telling her stories and telling her how her grandchildren were doing and her children, et cetera. And she would listen and she couldn't nod. She couldn't approve or disapprove, but she never let go of my hand and she never took her head off of my shoulder. We had a connection there and she wasn't able to verbalize good or bad, negative or positive, anger or happiness but she demonstrated it physically. Fortunately, what she was demonstrating was positive memories. So while she may not have any memories, there was a memory there because she recognized me. She didn't recognize anybody else in the family, but she would recognize me. And so I was the only son-in-law she had. So she, she, and she liked me. We liked each other. We had a great relationship before she got to the point where she couldn't remember anyone. So all that is to say, it's, it's, it's interesting because her memories, if you will, what scant evidence there were of those, like I said, she responded positively to me. Now, there are a number of verses in the Bible that speak to the mind 
of an individual, the, our minds as human beings. Everybody knows uh, Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. First Peter 1, 13, therefore preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. These verses speak to us about having a mind of Christ, the mind of Christ, so that what comes out when we're unable to control it is positive, is Christ-worthiness. It's something that speaks of the character of God being manifest through His Son, Jesus Christ, and through the minds that we have been given as they have been renewed by the washing of the water of the Word, as it says. And so it's important that we do things now that are going to sow positive seeds of mindfulness of Christ so that in later years when we don't have full control of our minds, hopefully that which will manifest verbally will be positive, will be Christ-likeness and not anger or confusion. No scientific evidence of this, anecdotal completely on my part, but I sat there in that hospital bed for several nights, just listening to the two of them go on and on and on. It was very sad. It was disconcerting, to say the least. It was just unfortunate that these two older individuals had come to the point in their lives now where that which was coming out was all negative, was nothing positive about it. So you ask yourself, what do dementia patients screaming in the middle of the night in a hospital room have to do with me, a touring artist or my band? What do I have to learn from any of this or, or what does it have to do with me? And so the answer is really not that convoluted or hard to figure it out. I think as artists, as musicians, it's really important that we keep our minds on Christ, particularly because we're in faith-based performing arts. Now, if you're a secular artist and you're hearing this, then that's cool. That's fine. I get where you are, but the point is you need a focus too. For Christians, our focus should be on Jesus, on the on Christ who saved us and who gave us the gifts that we have in order to share with others. I mean, we didn't acquire these gifts on our own, these musical talents. So we need to be able to focus and keep our focus on the one who gave these gifts to us and called us to share them. So many times as artists, we fall into the trappings of music, of artistry, of touring, of concerts, of festivals, and the, the trappings of making it all happen and striving to make sure that the PR is done right, striving to make sure that the social media has been correctly presented, striving to be sure that, you know, that all of our fan base is notified. We're striving to be sure that the music as it's going to production is ready and that the producer is not going to reproduce something that is not us. Or striving to be or worried about whether or not it's going to be mastered correctly so that the quality is radio friendly. All these types of things are things that artists, musicians, touring artists and bands, etc. Those are the things that as an artist, as a musician, it's easy to get bogged down into those types of details, into those types of things to the point where we feel like we're going to pull our hair out like, ah, I'm losing my mind over these things. And yeah, that's not supposed to be the way it happens. That's not how we are to navigate ministry. 
that's not how we are to present ourselves as someone who really doesn't have it all together because we're too busy being more mindful of appearances than we are of substance. And so those are the types of things that I help our artists on our roster kind of corral to a right way of thinking so that when their time comes to perform, to minister, whatever they're doing, that they can focus on what they've been called to do without being overwhelmed by the things they shouldn't be worried about. Now, what does that have to do with the mind of Christ? Well, it's important as artists, as musicians, as, as band members, even people on the team, that you stay grounded in the Word of God. You need to be having your brain, your mind constantly washed by the water of the Word so that whenever you hit a wall or you face something that really is difficult, you have the mind and the peace of God that passes all understanding so that you can properly process whatever is in front of you and come out with a godly response on the other side of it. And so that's really, really important. Like I was saying earlier, these, these two older people were on the hospital floor where I was. What scant memories they had were being manifest in, you know, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of negativity. Now, again, anecdotal evidence, I'm not saying there was no nothing positive in their lives or that they came uh, to the situation that there was nothing positive in their lives and that that's all that, you know, was manifesting was bad things. And I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying we now, before we ever get to that point or might get to the point where we might suffer from dementia or memory loss or whatever, we need to make sure that we're planting good, positive, Christ-centered seeds in our minds and that we don't let our minds run berserk and get caught in the muckiness of the world, of, of sin, of pride, of all these things that can really draw our attention away from what we've been called to do and instead put us on a track that we ultimately become focused on ourselves. We become in-focused on ourselves to the point where, you know, at some point you can actually lose the understanding of your calling. You could actually lose an ability to, to say, this is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Because you've lost your mind, literally, <laughs> you've, you've lost your mind to the world. You've lost your mind to things of the world and the responsibilities of the world. And you've lost your mind to these things and uh, it, it will manifest itself in different ways, even before you might experience any kind of memory loss or dementia or God forbid Alzheimer's, which, which I pray none of us do. I really do, but we don't know. And so it's imperative for us now in our younger years to make sure that we're constantly renewing our minds by the washing of the water of the word. And that's a phrase I learned a long time ago. And it really is important. You know, if, if you're not sure how to, to do that, you just open your Bible and you just start reading the word of God. Start in Psalms. You're a musician. David was a musician. Start in Psalms and just start reading and allowing those words to penetrate your heart and your mind so that eventually you keep doing that long enough. You're going to find that your outlook is going to be more positive when you've done this. You're going to find your outlook is more positive when you focus on reading God's word on a regular basis. You're going to 
find that it, it refreshes you and it helps you navigate through what could be some really troublesome waters in the music world, in the industry that we're a part of. And you don't want to be compromised. You don't want to be faced with delicate decisions that could either make or break your career based on how you respond to someone who is not called to do what they do. You know, a record label, for instance, or a booking agent, you know, they're a booking agents booking all kinds of talent, you know, not just Christian talent, but secular talent and so forth. And so they're not called to share the gospel of Christ through the music that you've been given. They're not called to do that. You are. They've been given a job or have got a job that they get paid to book you because they get a commission off of that. So they could care less whether or not you fulfill your mission as a Christian. You know, now I'm not saying that all booking agents are like that. I know some great booking agents in Nashville who are godly men and women who really are focused on making sure their clients and their artists and, and whatnot are are given opportunities to share the, the ministry of the gospel that they've been given. But there are those in the industry, secular music record labels, even secular booking agents, again, who they really could care less what your calling is. They just want your music. They want you. They want to capitalize on you and how well you perform so that it will ultimately make them money. And I know, okay, now all the cynics are going to say, boy, you sure sound negative about record labels. Well, not, not, not really. I've just got 30 plus years of experience in dealing with them. And, you know, not all those experiences have been positive. I am looking at the secular industry than I am at the faith-based industry, particularly as it deals with record labels and booking agents. But no, I'm not cynical. I'm just being realistic when I say to you that you're responsible for your calling and you're responsible to make sure that that calling doesn't get lost in the muckiness of the industry or the challenges or the things that are going to cause you to maybe compromise a little bit where ordinarily you wouldn't have compromised at all. But because they said, well, if you do this, then we'll give you this. You know, if you, if you'll maybe do this crossover pop song for us, then, you know, it'll be okay. You can go back and doing your Christian stuff later, but this one, we really feel like it's going to help you out a lot. What they mean is it's going to make us a lot of money. So again, I'm just rambling here about anecdotal evidence that I've seen over the years. But the bottom line is you are responsible for maintaining the gift that God's given you. He's given you a a gift and you need to put it in a very guarded box, if you will. It's still pristine. It's still beautiful. It's uncompromised. And so you can rest assured that what's coming out is your heart, the heart of God in you spreading the gospel through the music you've been given. And whether it's a deliberate evangelical call to Christ, or if it's just an encouraging word, you know, that that someone will get something positive out of it that will help them. All these are the things that people are going through that you could possibly help pull them out of when you open that box of precious gifts that God's given you. And so that's super important. Speaking of boxes, I want to remind you that Music Box did open. We opened on Halloween night, the 31st. And this is a digital music subscription service, members only, that allows you to receive two extra podcasts, private podcasts, in addition to these public ones that are more industry focused and more detail focused on you as a member of the music industry. 
You also receive one digital monthly newsletter, a PDF that I will email specifically to you. Every week, you're going to be getting a pro tip in your inbox that I'm going to send you that's going to encourage you and give you a little insight into something maybe that will help you going through the next week or so. But it's a pro tip that I think will be beneficial to you. And then finally, in addition to those those things, you also get discounts on many of the services that we provide through the management agency. So I encourage you to, to check out our Music Box subscription service. You can go to tmamediapodcast.com and you'll scroll down there and you'll see an ad for it and just follow the links and you can subscribe. Right now we've got 30 days free so you can check it out and get in on the on the action the first 30 days that we're open. Check it out and take advantage of these offers the first 30 days. And so then after that, it's a subscription. So you cancel at any time. So we make it super easy. So the music box, you want to check it out. Okay. So having the mind of Christ enables us to carefully guard the gift that God has given us by putting it, you know, and this is a metaphor, metaphorically speaking, putting it in a precious box that we keep closed until we've been given the opportunity and we keep it closed so that it doesn't become polluted with the world and the industry and all these other things that could affect the gift that, that you've been given. But in the meantime, in order to get to that point, you've got to start reading through Psalms and Song of Solomon, Proverbs and so forth, and really find how the writer David, Solomon, and others tapped into the mind of Christ themselves. And so what came out of them was pure was pure because it's in the Bible as we know it today. And so we have a responsibility to be intentional when it comes to the memories we create. We have a responsibility to our fans, to our families, to those around us to make sure that the gift that we've been given in creating memories that are Christ-focused, that those tools, those gifts are unprostituted. They're not damaged. They're not dirtied or infiltrated by negativity in any way. And so my call to you today is to just focus on being genuine, being honest with yourselves and, and knowing that, you know what, I need to be more intentional in creating positive memories for myself. You know, I, I know when you're young and you're in your 20s or 30s or whatever, you and you think, oh man, this is a great life. I'm living it. I'm having a fun time. You know, my wife and I were happy, we're blessed, our kids are happy, or or I'm single and I'm, I'm loving life right now because I'm touring and, and having the ability to sing the words and the messages that God's given me. I, I know you think about that and you don't think anything about what might happen in 30 or 40 years, but trust me, it will go by super fast. You'll be shocked one day and you'll look back and you'll think, wow, where did it go? Where did the time go? And what did I miss? Or what could I have done differently? What types of memories could I have created that I didn't, that I should have? Don't let that be you because there's so much positive in the world that God's given us, that he's created around us, that we should be creating positive memories so that God forbid we reach that point in our lives where we're not in complete control of our memory. What does come out can hopefully, hopefully we be positive and endearing to the Lord and to those around us in a, in a manner that will, that will build up Christ in them, the hope of glory. So make new memories, make better memories, because you never know those memories may not last forever. 
Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. I pray that it blessed you in some way, maybe challenged you, uh, maybe gave you some things to think about in a real positive way that will help you going forward. And don't forget, Music Box is ready to subscribe to. So check it out at tmamediapodcast.com. And we'd love to have you subscribe today for your first 30 days of free. All right. Until next week, take care. God bless you. And you have a great week and be a blessing to somebody. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Music Creators. You can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. While you are at it, take a moment to leave us a rating and review. This helps other people find out about the show.